You're listening to the Sales Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, sharing strategies and tools to help you develop leads and achieve sales targets. And now your host, Tim Baker. Whether you are in sales, business development, or an entrepreneur, you will experience highs and lows during your career. Learning from your mistakes and embracing those moments will build your resilience. And remember, you're not alone. Finding a mentor can be extremely helpful to guide, coach, and teach you on your career path. Presenting yourself as a subject matter expert early in your career will help you build your leadership skills. Leveraging your networks and social media to make connections and get involved in conversations is crucial to building your reputation. Our guest today is Lee Mitchell. Lee is a passionate leadership and marketing advisor for professional and entrepreneurial women. As the founder and owner of the Women in Biz Network and Thrive Together Consulting, she advocates that mentoring women can create lasting impact that will benefit future generations of families while creating a flourishing economy. Lee plans social marketing campaigns for national brands and coaches women to thrive financially with their businesses while encouraging fun, creativity, productivity, and greater focus leading to purposeful work with greater clarity and compassion for oneself and those they serve. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com and remember to subscribe to the cpsa podcast through itunes google play and more welcome lee to the cpsa leadership podcast series great to have you with us today thank you so much for having me i'm really excited to uh, dive into this excellent so could you start by telling our audience a little bit about uh, or a lot about your career story and how it led you to what you're doing today and where you are today so I started out uh, my career as a uh, recreation manager, specifically in marketing, and I worked for the uh, city of Mississauga for over 15 years, and I was looking for some change after having my second child, and there was a bit of a catalyst in that decision in that um, I had hired a nanny, and uh, that didn't work out uh, quite dramatically. I won't get into the details of that, but it was a bit of a disaster. And my husband was uh, leaving to go to uh, Beirut the next day on a trip. And uh, I found myself with no nanny and uh, trying to get myself to work. I don't. I think I'd lost my zest for what I was doing um, because it, there really wasn't any opportunity for further advancement in the particular role that I was in. So when this uh, opportunity came along to uh, take a real look at where I needed to be in terms of, uh, you know, I felt I wanted to be at home, I wanted to have flexibility, but I also wanted to really do something different with my career. So I took a leave of absence for a year 
to pursue being at home and also the potential of building my own business. So I decided to uh, start a marketing company based off of my experience in, I, I guess I sort of noticed uh, in building my own business and trying to get contacts and finding the right referrals and resources that there was uh, a need for women to, to network uh, and find trusted providers for the different services that they were looking for. So it started out with offering some events around marketing, but then quickly grew into uh, developing other events and then a conference and then a, eventually a membership association. And my focus was obviously on women. And the reason why I decided to do that was because I knew that being at home with uh, two young kids, I needed to focus on an area that I felt like I could be myself and not be worried about like if there was a baby crying in the background when I got onto a phone call with a client. So I just really felt like I needed to connect with the people that I was working with and feel authentic and able to show up as myself in this role. And uh, I went from being someone who <laughs> was terrified of public speaking to putting on conferences. So it was a really stretched my, my skill levels. Now I developed my own podcast and gotten really heavily involved in social media. So that need to, to grow and, and um, shape myself into uh, something that provided more excitement and and kept me motivated at work really has paid off because I've had so many amazing experiences developing myself as an entrepreneur. And I've met people that had I not left the corporate world, I never would have had the experiences to meet incredible people. Over the years that I've worked with as uh, keynote speakers uh, who've who've come in and spoke for Women in Biz Network, you know, I've gotten to travel more because, uh, you know, I would go and go to New York and Vancouver and, and um, really took the opportunity to uh, work uh, well on you know, trips. So it was, it, I was able to sort of combine pleasure and business in a way that I never was able to do before. So my career is really sort of uh, transformed, but it's been an incredible journey and there's been ups and downs, but it's great that, uh, you know, seven years um, after leaving my job, it's, it's uh, working out. <laughs> in In your experience, what are some of the challenges that someone might face in the early stages of their sales or business development career? Well, you know, to me, I think it's it's dealing with rejection and there are definite highs and lows. I never expected how caught up I would feel with the sense of satisfaction I would get from landing that those sales. So, and what I mean by that is that it, it really started to get wrapped up in my self-worth. So, of course, when I was doing well and landing lots of sales, especially in the in the beginning years of the business, you know, because it was new and I I came in at the right time. I was part of a niche market that had really connected with social media when brands were just adapting to that. And so I was an early adopter and I had many opportunities to land uh, some pretty amazing sales. So like within the second year of my business, I was working with uh, Chevrolet Canada and Microsoft and some major brands. So so certainly, you know, I was feeling really good about myself. But um, as the as the years went on, I found that, you know, things wouldn't always work out. You know, I lost some clients over the years, uh, 
you know, not due to anything per se that I did, but just, you know, there, that ebb and flow of business where you're the hot thing at one time and then eventually they there's other um, opportunities for brands and they want to get connect with the next greatest and best thing. So that really messed with my self-esteem. I found that in order to really combat that issue um, and not get depressed from the roller coaster ride of of dealing with sales and the rejection and the, the highs and lows of it, I had to really focus on the higher purpose of what I was doing and the social impact of what I was doing, look for ways to give back so that my business wasn't just focused on the bottom line because to stay motivated on the bottom line and just you know how much money you're making it's it's just not enough you need more so i got involved with working with some charities through my business and i started to study the social impact of what my work was doing um and so that higher purpose really led me to feel i guess more settled again i'm i guess i could say that i'm a somewhat sensitive person so as i said it was very exciting when sales were were coming in, but when they weren't, um, or I lost a client, then I would. Re- it really, it really affected my self esteem. Yeah, and I would imagine that we're saying that everyone's had experiences dealing with the, that sort of rejection, whether it be personally or professionally, and it's and and everyone's different, so they're going to handle it in different ways. And it's certainly, uh, you know, on the other side, that you hope you've learned a lot from it and become a little bit more resilient and, and sort of accepting of that that's, especially in business, that that's, or just in life in general, that that's going to happen. And uh, certainly I think in the end, hopefully for most people, it makes them stronger in the end. It sounds like it certainly has for you. So your focus has been on support, uh, primarily um, supporting and coaching women in business and as entrepreneurs. And you often speak about the power of mentoring. So could you highlight for us some of, in your opinion, some of the benefits of having a mentor early in your career and uh, to support becoming a strong leader? Oh, absolutely. I, it's it's just critical. It really is. Uh, when I started my business, um, I had a couple of mentors that took me under their wing. And honestly, I don't think I would be operating my business had it not been for those women giving of their time to me because I, and I'll give you a specific example. I was producing my first conference, and you know, as being someone who produces conferences yourself, how much work they are, and you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so you take on something, and you think, oh, it's going to be you know, easy, and like, how hard can it be? And then you realize, wow, this is way more involved than I thought, like things like insurance for hotels and risk management and even the size of the signs that you that you know you should be producing all these things I really didn't have that knowledge so the mentor that uh, helped me out in those early years had was a producer of major conferences in the states uh, for women and so she was able to sort of almost on a weekly basis give me a you know I would check in with her and say okay well you know how do I handle this and how do I do that? And made sure that I approached it from a win-win standpoint because you don't want to be approaching potential mentors and being too needy. <laughs> you you need you need to be cognizant of their time. So um, you know I, I've always been pretty good with knowing which you know my interpersonal skills would lead me to make sure that 
I presented this as an opportunity for them that would make sense to them. So that those those mentors really made a difference. So mentorship gives you more confidence, helps you to make decisions, and it it's a sounding board. It's also someone who you can talk to when you're feeling stressed and can sort of walk you off the, the ledge if you're feeling uh, things are out of control. It's absolutely critical if you happen to be a small business owner, but also I think it makes sense in a corporate environment as well um, to have someone who either mentors you or sponsors you to help you climb the ladder um, in terms of your career development. So you've done some some amazing things in the areas of branding and, and content marketing and marketing in general. So what are some of your best tips for young sales leaders to to really be able to present themselves as subject matter experts in their field? You know, there's so many things that a young sales professional can do in terms of um, building their their personal brand to gain credibility and be able to to get where they need to go in terms of their career path. You know, some of the things that I tell um, potential potential, uh, clients that are looking to build their brand is to focus on things like getting involved within a niche industry. So, so speaking is is one that um, is a great way to get your brand recognized, and then that obviously trickles down into social media because you have people who are tweeting about you, taking photos of you, and really helps you. You know, if you have a cause or a special niche area that is important to you, then you know you can get involved in that, and that that makes it a bit easier. You know, looking for opportunities, maybe set up Google alerts around a certain certain topic that's of importance to you, and then give yourself. Uh, an opportunity to respond. Uh, so, for example, on Twitter, you know, I've gotten media interviews based off of just answering a reporter's uh, question. It turned into a Globe and Mail uh, profile piece, uh, all because I happened to be just paying attention and monitoring uh, certain things on social media so that I was able to respond. So, anything that is related to Women in business, I have alerts all over the place, so it, it helps me to then respond and be part of the conversation. So following those niche topics are important. You can look to be a guest on a podcast like we're doing here, or you could uh, also uh, contribute to guest blogs, uh, be a guest blogger. And you could also write your own column, and uh, you can write on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has uh, an option to post your own thought count content um, and blog about it, and that gets picked up. Another thing you can do is um, look at like Facebook Live, and you could give your thoughts on trending topics uh, that that will pick up in. Facebook's um, algorithm that will show your results more frequently. So uh, unlike posting a link on, say, a, a fan page, in order to have that really seen by many people, you have to pay. But with Facebook Live, they are more interested in promoting that particular format right now. So because of that, we'll, you'll get notifications when someone is is broadcasting live. And once you listen to them once, it will uh, pick up on that and it will tell you when that person's broadcasting again. So perfect way to get uh, your yourself seen as a, as a thought leader. 
So you've had roles where you're the uh, leader of teams that perform outreach, specifically community outreach. How did you inspire your staff, uh, your uh, junior colleagues and volunteers to succeed in business development roles? You know, building relationships is critical. Um, you know, I, I really try to give back as much as I can so that if I need to, to ask a favor that, you know, I'm not going to be seen as a taker, but a giver. And so that, you know, occasionally when I do ask for help and support that people will consider helping me. And so in terms of um, advice that I give to my team, I sort of try to tell them the same thing that, you know, be proactive, be, you know, a builder of relationships, um, help others, and focus on the higher purpose. So often what I do is, you know, I, I try to show my team the difference that we're making uh, and, you know, how women that have been a part of our organization, how they've grown and the opportunities that they've had and what we've exposed them to. And, you know, we match women with mentors. So seeing those relationships blossom and people attend our events and sharing the feedback that, you know, we get from not only the, the people speaking at our events, but, you know, the interaction that our customers have had with our staff and, you know, how they talk about, you know, how well run our our events are. And so, you know, I attribute that to our team. So it's it's always, I, I've always felt more comfortable bolstering others than myself. And so that just comes natural to me. And so I hope that my staff and uh, volunteers feel like, you know, what they do matters and that I care and, and I appreciate what they do. And so I've worked with some incredible people over the years and, you know, I, I try to find like-minded individuals. I think that's also really important as well. You know, if you focus on treating others like you want to be treated and uh, really instilling that into my team, then it works out well. And also, you know, they, they say um, hire slowly and fire quickly. Uh, <laughs> I do believe that if you have people on your team that aren't the right fit. You know, skills are things that you can teach, but personality is generally not something that changes very easily. So I try to hire on personality. I try to hire people who who I feel are approachable and kind, and the people that are interacting with my staff are going to be as loved as hopefully I am. Yeah, no, well, now we're getting into an area that I could certainly talk for quite a long time about that being culture fit and that sort of thing too. And, mm-hmm. and, and as I say, putting their, you know, in the whole, uh, who you're working with and, and putting the aces in their places and that kind of thing. So, but that will save that for a different, uh, a different episode. Um, yeah. But before we sort of wrap up, can you, I'm sure our listeners would like to know how they can, uh, how they can contact you, how they can reach out to you. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, they can reach me through my personal website, which is actually a tip that I tell all <laughs> my clients is to have your own personal brand website. So they can reach me at leemitchell.com or at Women in Biz Network. Wonderful. Thank you. So Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to speak with us today. You had some some amazing insights and, and information and tips. And I know our Listeners will certainly find value in in all that. So thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about things that are important to me. And uh, I think this podcast is is certainly something that uh, hopefully will be 
extremely valuable to people who are looking to grow their careers in, in the sales industry. Wonderful. And to our listeners, thank you so much for being with us again. This has been the Leadership Podcast series brought to you by the CPSA. And we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association.